0: You've clicked on the "My Wife Says the Darndest Things" podcast. Congratulations! (laughs) For the next half hour, you'll be treated to the good and the bad of the random thoughts. Everybody say Colorado. I'm a giraffe. Witty observations. Canucks.
1: (laughs) What the dump is a Canucks?
0: And general goofiness of the newlyweds, Garrett and Sarah Jones. Some ass. You what? No, this isn't <laughs> now. Here's your hosts. All right, we got another guest. People haven't turned us down yet. Yes. I'm so excited. Amen. Uh after having the trader hose and after awesome. having Fallon and Sutton, and then a little before that, Miranda, Miranda Jones, we have another guest today. And I the feel like- The King of LA. <laughs> Well, that's a that's quite the introduction. Uh We <laughs> oh, do. Sorry, have- I um my
2: internet cut out and then it just it just came back.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! We
1: were saying so many terrible no, things about you, Adam.
2: Oh man,
0: <laughs> I feel like this is like one of those internet provider commercials yes. where it's like you're not a bad person, you just have bad internet.
1: Oh no, he's frozen.
0: Oh no, we
1: lost him. You know, there he okay, is.
0: there he is.
2: Maybe yeah. I need to like leave my room just a second. I I think <laughs> I'm gonna go. The I'm, to... I'm either gonna that, go into the living room.
0: Either that or do it on your phone.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna just go out here because it's probably closer to where the router is. Yeah. There we go. Let's just sit out here.
1: That's nice. Is it a one bedroom apartment?
2: No, my roommate is in the other room, so it's two. Huh? But this is like our little.
1: Dang,
2: i live boy. in I space and there's the city out there
1: that's awesome
2: but yeah it's pretty good anyway so
0: i think it's smooth now
1: good. okay we were just talking about um well i don't even know
0: yeah so no i said you, you she referred to you as the king of la yes. so congratulations not the
1: LA, not to be confused with the la kings the
0: no Latin kings. no not, not 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 to be confused there but no adam is a uh Industry specialist on this week's topic. My wife says the darndest things about movies and music. Amazing, uh, Adam. Give give our audience. So you and I, you and I go way back. Obviously, to fourth grade, which is hmm. ironic. Yes, uh, because Sarah is a fourth grade fourth teacher. So it, it's it's hard to believe that like wow. talks full circle. I know yeah. it's hard to believe when she talks about the things that her kids say, like, wow, we were that you, age. Yes. Yeah. And we <laughs> likely were saying the same things. So likely
2: some very I, I don't even know what I said, but they're probably cringy.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I,
1: I can probably tell you that they are. Your teachers are probably like, <laughs> what on earth? Right.
0: Right. Yeah. But but so Adam and I go way back and some of my fondest memories in high school uh were going to your black box theater productions. And see, uh, perform, and act, and that that not only shows you like how little of a life I had in high school, but it also shows it also shows wow. how long you've been.
1: Right, in- that was a dig on you, Adam. Yeah, it was a
2: little bit of a. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? From I went that to moment? see your black box plays. So- that was Gosh, a
0: little more on me. Really- that was supposed to be a dig <laughs> on me. Anyway, but that just goes to show our audience how long you've been involved in acting in theater and movie and audio production. So tell our audience a bit how you got started in the uh, in the industry and what you're doing now.
2: Um, so I guess when I started, you know, there was no concept of the industry. I was kind of just a, I was a, I was homeschooled, actually, in junior high. And that's really when it kicked off. I think I as a social outlet, my mom, she made me sign up for like community theater. Mm -hmm. So I was, it was kind of an outlet and I was really nervous and I tried out my first play I ever did was It's a Wonderful Life, which is a great movie. If you've ever seen it, Um, i played, you've never seen it. Definitely. It's a Christmas time movie. So I'm not a fan of crying. Well, I cry all the
1: time, but I'm not a fan of crying in movies. So like,
2: okay. So I played the young George Bailey in that. And that was a lot of fun. Um, And then I did a few more plays after that, like Cheaper by the Dozen, which is a classic. (laughs) I did um, Peter Pan, where I played Peter Pan. And then I kind of just like, from there, when I went into high school, that's when I did Black Box Theater and some musicals, like the Once Upon a Mattress. That was all fun. And then I kind of (laughs) wanted to get into it more seriously. So what I did was, I, my theater director had an agent in Dallas and he was really, he auditioned for a lot of commercials and TV shows and he worked a lot. So he introduced me to his agent um, or the woman that ran the youth department there. And I ended up signing with her and would actually do like film and television and commercial auditions.
1: I didn't know that.
2: Like how, and I did that.
1: Yeah,
2: I did it. No, I did it junior year and senior year. And then um, when it came time for college, I was like, what should I major in? So I I looked at different schools and I knew kind of that I wanted to come out here because this is kind of the epicenter of of entertainment for the world. So I was like, this is where I should go. But I also looked at Austin pretty seriously because Austin is also huge. Um, Atlanta is also now huge. Um, So it was kind of like, it was sort of deciding where would be best And I was super, super close to UT Austin. Um, I'd been admitted there and I, I even enrolled and I was at the stage where I was like picking my roommate or something. But I had also applied to USC and found out at the very last minute, this was like after graduation, by the way, that I found out I got into the business for cinema program. It's called Business of Cinematic Arts. And it was kind of the perfect thing for what i wanted to do um, because it was it was a business degree and also we had kind of that focus in business and took all the core business classes but it it had a specialty for hollywood so every semester we would take a course that was you know we we had a talent manager that taught one of our courses we had an agent teach one of our courses Um, we would have studio executives we had one of our courses was taught by the um, chief marketing officer of skydance uh, media Wow. so like they would come after work and actually teach these classes at usc so that was really cool so we would always have like an evening class because it was they would have work during the day and then they would come to usc to teach um and that was kind of the added benefit of being in los angeles is we would these guests from studios would just come after work and like be like a guest speaker in our class and they can just make the drive over to usc and that was like really kind of, I think, a special benefit of being here versus going to school somewhere else in the country where that kind of access wouldn't happen. So I think um, I started doing internships. And the big thing I started doing is um, casting, which I started casting a lot of student films that I got pretty heavily involved in. And then some of them went on to win some awards and be considered in the student Oscars. And we had I had three films last year that um, were student Oscar finalists, which was really exciting. So I, it's been, you know, and I'm, now I work at a talent agency, so I'm yeah. <laughs> really just kind of getting my feet wet and all these different things. So it's, you know, I don't know where I'll end up, but I, I kind of like to, to um, learn as much as I can f- for this time right now.
0: Well, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like to our audience, one of the more nuanced things that you mentioned was casting. Mm -hmm. And so as I understand it, you started out wanting to act, you got your feet wet in acting, you were good at it. You realized that you wanted to do it long term, but you needed some kind of fallback. So that's why, hence USC. Um, But how did you get into casting and explain on in layman's terms to our audience what casting is? Explain
1: to me. And the way you would to a kindergartner. As you know.
0: To a fourth grader. Yes,
1: yeah, to <laughs> a fourth grader. Okay,
2: I'll be I'll be like if you're talking to your class. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so cat or well, really. I don't know that acting, well, first of all, you say I'm good at it, but I, I mean, by an industry competitive standard, I was not good. So I was like, all right, so this is not, I was like, I'm gonna have to get seriously, seriously good at this to the point where I'm competitive, or I'm just not gonna put myself through the stress and I'm gonna do something else, um, which I think was ultimately what kind of my personality. Acting was not, while I loved it, it was not the best fit for my personality. So I was like, I think I need to do something where I have a little more of a clear path, which nothing in Hollywood is really that way. But (laughs) I was going to say, that
1: doesn't really sound.
2: There's at least some things that you can do where you can set yourself up to be successful. So Mm -hmm. acting is not so much one of those things. I mean, it is to an extent, but it's probably the most volatile of all the options. Mm -hmm. Whereas, um, you know, if you want to go the agency route, That's kind of a good way to set yourself up to work in pretty much any sector of the business, whether you want to eventually go into production, whether you want to go into casting, um, really anywhere, um, having agency experience is probably the most valuable thing to start with. And I had done some internships when I was in college because I knew that being in college, you know, that was going to be the most valuable thing to do. And that by the time, I mean, because really in Hollywood, it's not one of these fields where you get hired out of college with no internships were important because Hollywood's not a field where you can be hired with just a degree out of college. You can't really sell yourself on that because there's so much industry experience that they don't really teach you in the classroom. So, and I'm sure Garrett, I'm sure you can attest to this as well. Definitely. And you, you and I both were kind of on that internship grind throughout college. Um, our, our, so careers,
0: our careers are very similar. The way just the long runway, the convoluted hours and the weird paths that nobody really takes the same way. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I can you know I can definitely relate to you. And that.
1: you know what? I said I was never gonna date a musician. Or a journalist and look at me now.
2: <laughs> look at you now. Now you're married to
1: one. I'm going back now, I guess.
2: <laughs> go quicker.
1: I feel like or just
2: yeah, for, um oh go ahead. Oh, I think there was a lag. Go go ahead.
1: Um, I was just gonna ask, do you think that being in Los Angeles has I don't know. I was going to say, change your perspective. I'm sure it has changed your perspective of how movies are made and how music is made just in general. It's a good question.
2: Yeah. I really, you really, at the end of the day, I think the big takeaway is that it's a business. Like mm-hmm. it's really not, you know, you go to the movies and you see it and it's like transformative and, and amazing and powerful. And you just, you don't even realize how much work goes into that and that, you know, it's not really glamorous at all. <laughs> like, you know, I work at an agency where we represent actors for for jobs and they will audition a hundred times before they might get something. And it's like, even then it's may- maybe like one episode of a show like Grey's Anatomy. And then it's like, they gotta kind of do it all over again a hundred more times until they get something else. So it's like, it is very much, um, I think, you you see the highlights of it when you, you go to the movies and you see something on TV that really moves you, but you don't really, it, I mean, it is a business and it is about money at the end of the day. And there's a lot of decisions that you realize it's a business like anything else. Like, it's really not that mysterious once you're actually working in it. Like, it's just like, a lot of, I think going to business school was one of the best decisions I'll have ever made
0: Yeah,
2: because a lot of the principles that apply to any other industries also apply to Hollywood and it's just a different product you're making. It's just all, that's all it is. A lot of the business is the same. Um, it's just movies and TV happen to be the thing that you're selling. Right. <laughs> right, right. I think at a talent agency, it's actors. We're selling actors. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm sure, I mean, as with anything that you're selling, you have to pitch them. You have to be convincing. You have to, you know, as an actor, you are the product that we're packaging and selling. So it's kind of like, it sounds oddly inhuman in that, but I mean, it kind of is like it's, there's thousands and thousands of actors that are out here competing. So what's going to give you that edge? Like what's going to, What's gonna help you compete at the level that some of these actors are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, casting directors are always working off a short list. It's like, how do you get on how do you get your actor um, noticed by them to where they're gonna call them in consistently? And then as an actor, you've got to be really on top of your game because it's like if a casting director sees you do one bad audition, yeah, they might give you a second chance, but not all of them. And there are certain offices in the business that are very, very like, you know, once they see an actor kind of screw it up, it's like, they're not going to see you again. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you have to really be, and and a lot of times the first time a casting office will see an actor, they won't, they won't give them the job or they won't pass them to producers. It's, it's mostly, they have to get to know you first. So it, it is very much a marathon in that sense, if you're an actor, because the first time you go in for an audition it's this casting director doesn't know you yet. So it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of have to build a consistent reputation with them by auditioning for them, you know, several times, 10 times, 20 times. Building and that then, that relationship. then they might give you a shot. Then it might be like, okay, I'll pass him on mm-hmm. to the producers this time because you know, they've come in five or six times and they've been really consistent. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, because their jobs are also on the line, you know, they have to, they have to bring great choices to the producers or the directors. So it's, it's, it's all, there's a lot of moving parts Mm -hmm. and it's not a career for the faint of heart. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, Really in any areas of the business, I think it's just, you meet a lot of very, as I've, as I've discovered a lot of interesting personalities, (laughs) lots of, um, lots of, for lack of a better word, crazy people.
1: Yeah, I was going (laughs) to say pretty colorful people.
2: It's, it can, you know, you just have to know who you are, like have a, have a good foundation and just realize that at the end of the day, good work gets noticed. So Mm -hmm. you really just need to keep your head down and do what you need to do to um, be successful. Um, I have
1: two more questions kind of going off of that very quickly before we get into the movies. Uh, One uh, I follow this account on Instagram called overheard in LA and conversation. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of it?
2: I've, I've looked at it many times. Yeah.
1: It, it, would you say that that's pretty accurate To Yeah.
2: Okay. I've, I've seen a lot of them and I'm like, yeah, I could. they something.
1: are hilarious. It'll, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like a conversation that someone overhears in LA and it's like, Oh, let me just go. I have yeah,
0: to, I, I have so to read one. A little context for our audience. I've visited you there. What twice?
1: One, the first yeah. time
0: was my first time ever there, and that was an eye-opening experience. And I remember you just telling me that, like, the people here are just so much more attractive, like, elsewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everybody is good-looking, and, like, everybody is in their own little bubble, and everything just looks clean and nice. And I uh, I remember that as my first LA experience. So I feel like Excuse what Sarah's going to show me is going to kind of fall in line with that. Maybe yeah, so, so-
1: – I'm, I'm looking health, for an appropriate one.
2: There's definitely a health culture that exists here that doesn't exist yeah. in other parts of the country. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's and I wouldn't necessarily say I like it better than than Texas. Um, I think that at some point I might move back, but it's nice yeah. to be here. You know, while I'm here, and, and we
1: you. Yeah, so,
0: she's never been to California. You I've never been to happen. California really
1: my dad lived there in the 70s. 70s so i'm sure he had the peak of california during that time
0: Maybe, he lived yeah. there in
1: 69 which means he was there for manson murders yep oh wow easy to think about that yeah. oh, could have yeah. been
2: <laughs> i hadn't been here before college or i hadn't been to oh, really? college i'd been to san francisco Oh, and I've been to San Diego but I, I had never been to LA and I just never had a reason to be here I guess
1: <laughs> so this Instagram specific post says uh dog starts barking at a person in line and the dog owner says sorry she's an Aries moon
2: yeah As- that's, yeah I definitely there's lots of dog lovers out here
1: <laughs> I feel like I could see that happening for sure
2: yeah yeah lots of dog lovers lots of people into astrology definitely
0: definitely mm-hmm. so so well did you have something else you want to add oh to my
1: last question um i wanted to know who the most famous person you've met i knew is. that was coming
0: i could i could sense that was coming
1: i, I don't
2: even know like shallow I,
1: but who's I, the most celebrity
2: I did go to the SAG Awards last year in 2020, and I saw lots of famous people. I I didn't meet them because I was just watching.
1: Who's who's the most famous person that you saw then in person? That I
2: saw? I mean, I don't know what most famous. I mean, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio were there. Were Um, they as beautiful in
1: person as they are on screen?
2: They they were wearing like sunglasses and they they you could tell they really wanted to keep kind of a low profile i mean i can't even imagine like getting the kind of attention they get i mean it must be i mean some of the some of them would just barrel right through the red carpet and they would just not even want to talk to anybody and i was like yeah i mean (laughs) i don't blame them yeah but like j-lo was there and she was uh, you know waving to everyone and jennifer aniston was waving to everyone and so it's kind of depends on I guess, your personality and maybe what mood you're in that day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know but about yeah. you, but I feel like if I would see like a famous person in real life, I'd be like, wow, they're a lot shorter than I pictured. You know, like <laughs> I, I would- I that happens a lot. I would say something like, wow, you, lo- you look a lot different in person or something stupid.
2: Well, they're, you you realize that they're just regular people. Yeah, like right. they, they don't look special or anything. Like you just right. see them and you're like, oh, they look- I, I know them because I've seen them on in movies, but they're just a regular person, mm-hmm. you know, just like right. anyone else. And that's kind of the most, that's the thing that really just grounds you. Cause you're like, oh, like all these people are just, you know, people <laughs> like, it, it's right. not just like they're, they're this just happens to be what they do for a living. Um, but they're just like anybody else, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Yeah. And I mean, obviously like, if you have a good sense of who you are and you don't let ego or something get the best of you, then I think that, you know, I, I feel like you can be pretty happy in whatever you do.
0: Right. Yeah. That's cool. So one of, one of the things that when we were kind of rehashing our old high school memories, uh, one of my favorite things that we did was you invited me to be an extra in a movie one time on two oh occasions my gosh. and one of them the first time was a film called hurricane bianca which i mean there's so many anecdotes that we could go into but oh i don't goodness. think i shared this with you so i don't know how on earth it came up but one time sarah asked me we were talking about being extras in a movie and i mentioned that i had been an extra in that movie and sarah stopped in her tracks because she had seen hurricane bianca can you believe that
1: i love bianca del rio
0: yeah, you I think you told me this actually. I like,
1: am a huge I couldn't fan. believe
0: it just because it was the most the obscure it was the most obscure, strange experience. Well, I'm a and
1: huge RuPaul's drag race fan. Yeah, and we well see that's audio. the thing.
2: Yeah, is that see I, I don't watch that, but I know a lot of people who do and they yeah. know who who they know like that who that is and yeah. they've actually like seen the movie right and so yeah. I, I i'm always surprised too i'm like oh you've seen that and they're like of course yeah. i've seen it
1: <laughs> so i've seen I'm like all have, oh. and it's honestly not that great of a movie but like i love
0: it's just so funny. i
1: love when drag queens make their own film our feet are racing. somewhere
0: in that movie because the scene that they, yeah. they used look, us the scene that they used there, us there was right? a ball right a ball that was rolling, rolling down an aisle, an yeah so there, there was a ball rolling down an
2: aisle and our feet were in it but the thing that, that baffled me was that they only shot like a couple rows of people's feet, but they had like 30 of us there. And I was like, why why do we all have to be here? Right. I was like, I don't think that all of our feet are going to be in it.
1: Were you all definitely in it? Because we should go back and look
2: tonight. I don't know. We were kind of towards the back. Do you remember what shoes you were wearing? No. I didn't watch it at all. I have no idea.
0: It's okay.
1: Rachel Dratch is in it, which is... Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know
0: that. Yeah, no, it Love was just. Bianca I think. Rio, I though, think the weird thing, queen. I think the weird thing was, uh, I didn't have like a concept of like drag like queens or did, anything yeah. like that beforehand. So like going into that, I was like, "What? What is this?" Like, here, was she Yeah, there?
1: definitely. We definitely <gasps>
0: saw them. Oh there. my
1: gosh! Yeah, it's just so, so funny. I, I
0: just can't believe that. Like you know, that was almost. Five years before I got to know you. Yeah. And you just, we just randomly, you just randomly knew that. And Adam and I were extras on it one day. What was your, what, if Hurricane Bianca wasn't it, what was your favorite project that you ever worked on? <laughs> well, it wasn't, well, It wasn't
2: Hurricane Bianca. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I mean, you know, it was fun that we were there together and everything. Yeah. But I guess, mm, I mean, I would say it would have had to be, I, I, I did, I guess it was probably the first short film I did when I was. Um, between, it was the summer between my junior and senior years of high school, and um, it was called For the First Time, and it was kind of like a coming-of-age story, and it was with people that I'm still friends with today, like it's crazy how we all stayed friends, like everybody in the cast, there were like four of us in the main cast, and then there was the producers and the director, and we, I mean, not so much now, I guess, but we stayed in touch for a few years after that I even like ended up living with a couple of the cast members like out here in California when I started college it was like a whole like we were friends for a really long time and um that that was probably the most unforgettable I I loved being a part of like the Dallas short film community like I did a lot of projects when I was like a senior and those are are still some of the most fun times because I I remember just thinking I have so much ahead of me and like, you know, I'm kind of putting my reel together and I I loved like meeting so many people and just feeling like I would be able to like work with them down the line. I think that that was probably my favorite though, was my first short film I did.
1: That's awesome. So you're telling me it wasn't Baytown's finest? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's no. a, that's another that's little another weird really thing weird. for our,
0: for our audience. He shot one of his first short films that he's talking about was at, at Sarah's high alma mater while she was still a student there, that's and now crazy. Sarah like, and I live, I mean, within walking distance of yeah. that high school now. Like wow. it's just crazy. So that was world.
2: that one was actually a, a feature length film. That, was like, yeah, that full, was like a
1: full movie.
2: Yeah, but but. I had one scene (laughs) and I I, I, like went all the way down to Baytown to film it this one day. And I had to like leave school and I was really like excited for it. And then, I don't know, it didn't last. I was there for like a few hours and then, and then left, but that was it. And that wasn't like maybe the second thing I ever did. I don't don't know.
1: And it was straight up in my high school gym. Like we, I'm sure, I think, I, I don't know if it was on a weekday or what was it on a weekday was it like a Friday it was on
2: it was on a Wednesday actually and oh, I don't know then, how I know that
1: <laughs> then we that's where we used to practice for drill teams so if y'all were filming in there we might have either crossed paths or we had to it's move practice because of y'all yeah <laughs> th-
2: there was crazy. definitely nobody at the school so I think it was it was later it was like five o'clock or something but it oh, was yeah we
1: practiced um, until six so we were definitely there
2: <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't That's see crazy. anybody, so I don't know. It was by a gym though. We were right yeah. by a gym. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so yeah, the, I forgot about that until you brought it up. And I, I think like, about oh, it wait.
1: often, Adam. I gotta be real. I think about it every time I pass with him.
0: You just think it's just always on your mind.
1: Yes, yeah. i constantly cool. back there. Yeah. We haven't even talked about movies. Yeah. Yet. Okay. So
0: let's get to that. So the main point of discussion tonight. Um, you have a firsthand feel of how hard the Hollywood industry has been hit by COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, yeah. it, you know, it's kind of a point of discussion everywhere else, but you know, it gets a little politicy <laughs> some places and then um, other places, I feel like people just kind of make up stuff about it or like put words in celebrities mouth about what's happening. So what, take us back to March and then walk us up to now. Yeah, well, What has happened in the movie production industry and how has it affected you in casting?
2: Yeah, well, there's kind of two parts of that story because there's like, how has it affected me trying to get a job in Hollywood? Yeah. And then there's like the industry as a whole. So I'll kind of speak to like both of those things. But in, in March, I remember there was one day, March 13th, that was kind of when the whole world shut down. Oh, the yeah. world states, And I remember... Um, Yeah, there was, at the time, I thought I was gonna um, keep doing acting after college. So I was in talks with my agent, and we were trying to like set up meetings with a manager, maybe out here that could take me on and help me kind of develop a strategy. But everybody shut down at that time. And like, nobody was taking meetings. um, Because I think the logic was if your current clients aren't working, then why would you take on someone new? So it was kind of like, I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard to take on a new client like at any time, but especially like during COVID. So I think everybody kind of just took a collective. Like, I think at first there was this burst of like, let's find a way to still be creative. Like we can still, you know, make things and work on our craft. And like, we can still do self tapes and we can still like, try to do zoom movies like some some people were literally trying to shoot zoom movies
1: yeah and they I were think... doing like zoom um tv re- reboots oh i remember yeah works and 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 and, yeah and... there were some
2: people that were just really gun-ho about that and then there were other people that were like this is ridiculous like let's just wait it out like this is no way to make a movie yeah. Which I kind of agree. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to watch a Zoom movie. No, it was was everything
1: I watched like that. I was like, this is garbage. I can't.
2: Yeah. So I I kind of just was on the train of like, let's wait it out. And then I think that, you know, really at first people didn't realize how long it was going to be. I think people were told two weeks out of the gate. Yeah right with school we were told two weeks and then it, and then it was the whole semester and then it was like oh wow like this is getting really serious and um i think with hollywood people kept thinking like may or june of last year mm-hmm. like was when things would ramp up again um cuz i remember i was home and i had just graduated graduated virtual yeah. and um <laughs> and they were all saying like oh yeah we just have to you know there were all these news articles about like oh yeah the actors union side after just has to come up with some kind of an agreement with the productions where they can start having people back on set. And then it just kept getting delayed and delayed. And then it was kind of like all, I mean, I think that things kind of came up to like a 30 or 40% capacity, Mm -hmm. like around midsummer. Yeah. And then it sort of stayed that way. And it's been a steady increasing curve since then. However, the thing now that's happened and I've noticed because right now, projects are being released and it's busy, but what'll happen is somebody will test positive on the set and the whole thing has to shut down. So it's like, we've had lots of actors that at my agency that we represent that have booked things and they'll be on set and they have to shut down and they'll push the production by weeks or even months. Like we had somebody that's gonna be in a Ryan Gosling movie um, that's that's shooting. And she was supposed to film, I think it was gonna be next week actually. And then they literally pushed it until late March now because, wow. they, because there's just so much, um, they have to do this new, there, there's a mandatory like two week quarantine before yeah. they can film. And then they have to get tested every day. It's more expensive now with productions there's less money to pay the actors and to pay everybody else because they have to pay for a COVID supervisor. So there actually is a new position that's been created on all productions called like a COVID compliance officer.
1: And for that
2: person, that person has to be paid and they're on set every day and they have to take people's Ah. temperature. They have to make sure that you know, everybody's well, they have to make sure everybody's following guidelines and protocols. Sure
0: only one
1: because that person can't be everywhere at once.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of have multiple, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like, that's a whole other expense now. And then a lot of productions, they have to have a smaller crew. So they're not even, they're not even working with the same amount of people that they were working with before. Right. So it just takes longer. Like it takes everybody shoot days are not as productive. Like, you know, a shoot that might've taken a week is now gonna take three weeks. So it's, it's a lot more money, it takes a lot more time, and as a result, they're cutting costs wherever they can. So mm-hmm. actors are not getting paid enough, um, they're cutting roles that they don't need, they're cutting crew members that they don't need. So there's less jobs to go around, right. um, I think, as a result of all of that. But no, as say, far as- just. Oh, Yeah. As far as just number of projects though, it's definitely been steadily like the holiday is kind of a hiatus, but Mm -hmm. since we came back from new year's pilot season is starting and that's going to be, um, we've already seen lots of pilots coming out and it's, it's should be usually like the peak of that is February. So Mm -hmm. we're going to start really getting into it here in the next few weeks. But also there's a lot of uncertainty. I think a lot of people really have no idea. Like I think it's kind of at the point where Hollywood was declared an essential business by the state of California. So it's actually um, because it's so integral to California's economy that they declared it essential. Um, But even then it's like, as soon as someone tests positive, you know, the whole thing has to shut down and like people lose tons of money and everything. So it's kind of like everybody's being really careful, Mm
0: -hmm. but I
2: think at the same time people are trying to find, any possible way that they can get their productions up and running right so we are still seeing lots of projects i mean things are definitely happening things are definitely shooting good news overall Um, yeah so it's 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 i would say for the most part it's back but it's just it's not the same you know it's like a new normal kind of that we've adjusted to.
1: my thought is if all of this is happening, if you're having to cut corners, if you're having to cut jobs, if you're having to cut production or extend production time, do you think the quality of these projects that are happening are going to be at the same level as they were pre-COVID? Or is it kind of overall, the standard has just been kind of lowered for projects and just media in general?
2: Um, I would hope not. I don't think so. I think Um, that- I hope not too. I love my- (laughs) Yeah, no, I think people are still, you know, because I mean, the, the, the consumers, the viewers are going to be what determines that, you know, they're not going to watch something that's not quality. And I think that people in Hollywood know that. So I think that they're still trying to maintain that standard of production. Um, But it's just, it's a lot more arduous now, just Mm -hmm. because of all the, the new guidelines, and it's a lot more expensive. So a lot of lower budget productions are definitely not able to go through maybe as they would have pre-covid just because of all the additional um, regulations that are in place Um, but as far as like television episodics and you know like bigger studio movies i think that those are pretty much coming back in full force um so we should start seeing and obviously you know from production to being released there's months and months in between so We should hopefully see a resurgence of that later this year, um, as far as like what hits the theaters. But I think that um, production in itself is definitely ramping up again. So it's um, you know we we're definitely busy. I mean at at my job anyway, there's plenty to do. So it's um, it doesn't feel like we're in COVID really, except for the fact that you know there are additional rules and it's a little bit harder. We've had some clients that have booked multiple jobs that kind of overlap and so it's tricky because somebody will be shooting something in Atlanta and then they have to come back to LA to shoot another show and they have to get tested and it's like tricky because then they have to wait two or three days and there has to be a quarantine period and then so they can't really get back to work as easily as they would have before COVID because there wasn't the whole testing and the whole quarantine so we've had some sort of logistical issues when it comes to like we've had a couple of clients that have had you know like a couple of jobs on different shows that are shooting in different cities and they have to literally go like back and forth and that's a little bit more of a challenge because of traveling and testing and all
0: that so
1: that does not sound fun at all I'll be real
0: it's amazing. Look at it. it. It reminds me a lot of uh, what the sporting world is kind of having to do right now. You know, like an, yeah. an athlete's test positive. Okay, they do the contract chasing. Like, you know, these five NBA players are out, but the game goes on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're it's it, somehow it's getting by, but it's just it's so sloppy and it's it's uncoordinated. And I think everybody's yeah. waiting for the time. Where I'm waiting for Jordan
1: like, Peele to make a movie about COVID.
0: Yeah.
2: It'd probably, be,
0: <laughs> probably, uh, probably that good.
2: was the other thing i was gonna say is that um when we talk about what the industry did it's like after the lockdowns so many uh people were coming out with these like I end know. of the world pandemic stories and like yeah there was no. I, I even like auditioned for something as an actor like i wow. auditioned for this like apocalyptic um ah oh like disease movie and like I, I was like really is this what of course everybody's gonna be
0: making this right now yeah. but it was like i'm
1: pretty sure we watched contagion we did like we right watched after. contagion like i don't like know two, why two, we two did weeks that. into the
0: pandemic it's kind of scary how much of that terrifying. was accurate i think yeah. the thing for me was when sony mentioned like a pandemic i always pictured it was going to be like that you know what yeah. i mean i never pictured it was something that gonna be something like covid that like is more of an this sounds terrible and i and, and i before i say this like obviously you know like we know people who have been affected by it and have died you know and have died from it and everything like that but i think for most of the world and i say this like very cautiously most of the world is just an inconvenience rather than an existential threat right do you guys agree with that for most of the world it it's just an inconvenience sick, yeah. i never thought that like w- when i pictured a pandemic if somebody would like hey there's gonna be a pandemic in 2020 i would be like okay it's like some world I didn't event. You know what I mean? I didn't picture it, w- it was going to be something like, well, you know, like some people are okay. Yeah. With well, we can still, the world still kind of keeps turning. You know what I mean? I never saw that coming. I always it, thought it was going to be something yeah. like contagion.
2: It's because of the nature of the virus being yeah. that it affects people so differently.
0: Yeah.
2: Because, like with the flu, if you get the flu, you're going to be really sick. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like, I mean, obviously, it does affect elderly and, and younger people a little bit worse. but by and large if you get the flu you kind of know what you're going to get but with covid you know you have people with no symptoms and then you have people that are dying and it's like
1: it's out of it, nowhere too
2: it's completely unpredictable mm-hmm. so it's like you don't know i think in 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 a lot of ways if it was a virus where 100% of the time it got you really sick then i think people would take it a lot more seriously and obviously mm-hmm. there would be really there would be a, a bigger fear of it i think
1: i almost but, wish that that were the case because then you wouldn't have this divide not to get political but
0: yeah no i see what yeah. You're
1: saying. yeah
0: yeah and it's it's just such a
2: weird it's something we've never dealt with before so i think it's just but people yeah i mean people don't you don't realize it if it's not affecting you personally mm-hmm. then of course you're gonna be like oh this is an inconvenience and i want to try and go about my life but then, of course, you know, it, it's so easy to potentially spread it to somebody that might, you know, not react well to it. And I think that that's where the, the contention is with a lot of people is, you know, staying home and everything. And I I mean, my my belief is I, I exercise personal responsibility. You know, I wear my mask. Yeah. I wash my hands. I don't get close to people like that's just kind of but other than that you know i realize you know i have to go to work every day which we are working in the office by the way so it's it's um for la that's like i know you guys both are but <laughs> for la that's like not heard of like right now really? i i don't know any other office in the in hollywood that's actually not working from home right now Wow. so we're because like we call people we'll call people like casting and nobody answers the phone because no nobody's there so it's yeah. like you kind of have to email Um, And then sometimes if you have like their cell phone, you can call or, or like sometimes the smarter or some offices will reroute their phone to like their Mm -hmm. cell phones so where they can still answer it. But by and large, it's, it's like, it's just the, the speed at, at, with which business used to happen. is not there because you used to be able to pick up the phone and like talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, Oh, currently we're all working from home. Like if you need something, please email this email. And it's like, it's a whole other step you know so it's kind of like it's just harder to reach people but at right. least for my agency we me and my boss and one of the other assistants are come in every day so I don't know I mean it's kind of a good thing but then also I'm like why well, I have to be here you know in la and paying right. rent when it's kind of like I could have this job but not be paying rent in la right um so it's kind of but I feel like at least when things get back to the office at least I'll have already adjusted to that <laughs> there Absolutely. won't be a, i think for a lot of people it's going to be a big slap in the face they're going right. to be like oh like i can't you know i got so used to working in the comfort of my home mm-hmm. and now it's like we're back and it's going to be like an adjustment right. period
0: right okay yeah. so you've given us you've given us a lot of great insight on the industry so now kind of want to do a lightning round and pick your brain based off somebody who's in the entertainment industry, what you what you think of what we have on our cultural palette right now. Oh, so gosh. tell us, what was pre-pandemic, what was the best movie you saw in theaters in 2020? And no, I would say 2019, maybe.
1: 2019,
0: Beginning 2020, of 2020, like 2020. that bracket. So, uh, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Because you said there, there should be some stuff at the end of the year. And then what is your TV show of choice right now?
2: Okay, well... Um,
0: it's really good 2019 i'm just trying to
2: even remember what i, I, I know. saw. is there anything um,
0: that
1: stands
2: out that you i would say midsummer for me see i saw midsummer i did it was it was it was, it was disturbing life. yes really. i was like um yeah i i would say well little women was good i really liked the cast in that um that was christmas 2019 i believe um that was good marriage story was really good and that was that was 2019 as well. Mm -hmm. Um, let me think here. The in theaters. I like, here's the thing. I like most movies. So it's hard for me to be like, did I like this one better? Um, of course, you know, interstellar, I'm always (laughs) going to say, I
0: I was going to say that for
2: last. Hold on to that point for a minute. Okay. Okay. So 2019, I can't, I'm trying to even remember what was, um,
1: Jojo Rabbit what was Um,
2: released oh I did I did see Jojo Rabbit that was I was I saw Parasite Parasite was good I Um, haven't
1: seen it I've heard that well I know it's incredible because it won several Oscars
2: yeah no it was it was good it definitely is like was unlike anything I had seen so I would recommend seeing it um because normally it it was in um subtitles or you know because it was in Korean yeah I normally don't do well with movies like that like because I I don't I don't like having to read stuff like I, I it just takes me number. out of it but that movie it actually worked um which is kind of a weird thing to say but it like it 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 didn't so much bother me with that movie because I think the story itself was engrossing to the point where you kind of knew what was happening um so that was kind of but they did that really well
0: yeah
2: um we of course saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Uh, Garrett oh, and I saw that.
1: That movie is oh, it's so good.
0: That, uh, I, I, you I mentioned it. the Manson murders earlier in the episode. Yeah. And I, I thought about that movie after that. That was fantastic. Yep. Yeah, we saw that in and at Columbia at
2: Mizzou in that like nice little. You saw the,
1: uh, the ragtag, yep, cinema? In the rag-tag wow, cinema. I, I never rag-tag. got to go <laughs> indie theater. I'm so upset I never got to go.
0: Yeah, that was one of our items on our last trip up there, and we didn't get and to go because they, they
1: weren't showing movies. Yeah.
2: Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. too bad. Yeah, it was good. It was um. Yeah, I remember we saw that. That was a long movie. Tarantino. Um, yeah, 2019. What else was there that year? I'm trying to like. I did watch some good TV look. though recently. I just finished The Wilds. Did you watch that? No. It's on Amazon Prime and the first season came out last month and right now well the reason I watched it is because they're casting the second season right now and oh. we've had a lot of actors at our agency that have been auditioning for it. <laughs> so I see the breakdowns for the for the season 2 and I was like, "Oh, I need to watch season 1 like I want I wonder what this show is about." and then i like loved it i watched it this last week i like would watch an episode every day after work when i would get home and um it's like about these girls that get stranded on an island um
1: oh i saw yes i know what you're talking about
2: they they have a plane crash and they get stranded but it's like actually a setup from like the government and it's like yeah so it's actually like it's all like an experiment that's
1: designed that's the only the only thing i've heard about that show is that people are saying like this script was definitely written by a man because no like girl would actually say it i don't know people i i read this article about how the script i don't even know if it was written by a man anyway the point is i was seeing like some of these clips and i'm like no normal girl would ever say something like that or something like if she said something Mm -hmm. like I miss my socials and i was like Ooh. oh
2: there was <laughs> yeah
1: there's some, uh, uh, yeah. some cringy uh quotes in there but I-, I will definitely watch it now that i know No, the,
2: prim- the premise is good i think some yeah. people were disappointed but i think overall it had a really interesting premise and it was a very addicting plot and above all the actors were fantastic they it was a cast where like hardly any of these girls had any experience, like yeah. acting experience. Like, like I think there was one girl that had done some stuff, but most of them by and large, sorry, my mom was trying to call me. Um, oh, what say, I think most of them by and large, um, this was like their first thing that they had done. Wow. And like, like, I looked, I like IMDB stalked them and I was like, wow, they have not done anything and they landed this like series regular role. To our and
0: audience, Adam is on uh, IMDB. You can find his page, Adam Cronenberger, look him up. Yeah, there's a lot of my cast. You can see a lot of the student I, was, films that I cast.
1: I was just looking um, at 2019 movies. Uh, there's two that I really missed that I really enjoyed were uh, Joker. Oh yeah. Incredible, and Us.
2: Yes, I, I saw both.
1: The movie, anything from Jordan Peele is something that I incredible. will cherish forever. Us was like, I I don't know if you could say it was a, like a turning point in my, I feel like I went into another dimension after I watched (laughs) Us. Like I had a shift in like a parallel universe after I watched that movie. It changed my life.
0: Joker's one of those movies that it did such a good job of creating authentic emotion. You know what I mean? Like that movie made you want to punch Thomas Wayne in the face. And that wow. made you want, that made you feel the hurt that, you know, Batman felt. It made you feel the mental illness Thomas that Wayne? the Joker had. Yeah. I thought Bruce it was Wayne? Bruce Wayne. Thomas Wayne's the dad. Remember, like, the rich, stuck up guy in the bathroom? Like, that movie makes you want to punch him. But like, yeah. that was, that wasn't, inc- so that movie was Knives
1: incredible. Knives Out? Knives Out?
0: I, is oh, I did like Knives Out a lot.
1: Love them. Uncut Gems
0: was 2020, right? But that, that was an incredible I movie. Hated I un- didn't that, see Uncut Gems. It's worth watching. It's the worst. Okay, I there's quite a split between men and women I on it. I it. found we have a wow, we have a real difference of opinion here. <laughs> yeah,
1: it it the decisions that Adam Sandler's character makes in Uncut Gems gives me all of the anxiety. It was the most stress inducing movie I've ever seen, and it really wasn't like crazy. Yeah, there's only like four oh. scene. There's only four places that it takes place in this movie it's like his jewelry store a bank and then like the mohegan
0: sun casino
1: the casino whatever and i'm there's i hated it i hated it so much
2: (laughs) wow all right well i'll have to check it out and see okay so what my reaction to it is
0: so one (laughs) of the things one of the other earliest memories from us in high school that we would do is we would parody top 40 songs oh yeah sounds like something me and rachel would do but more moreover really we took top 40 songs and we kind of turned them into like a social commentary like we would break them up and say like what is this artist saying here and like why why is this song such a joke like what it was clearly like a poorly written poorly constructed song like yeah we
2: we were trying to be too cerebral about it i don't don't think it was
0: ever like as a joke It's just, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of both, but it was one of the one of the prime suspects of that was Taylor Swift. And I know that you still enjoy Taylor Swift, but what did you think of her releasing two albums within two months of each other? She did. I was surprised. Very
2: surprised. Yeah. Not unpleasantly. Well, it was it was folklore was end of July and evermore was december so it okay, was so more it was a little, i guess it was i a little thought
1: little those opposite. were songs i know they were
0: both a, albums they were full albums yeah check them out i respect um, the hustle i she's definitely going in a in a concerted direction you know what yeah. i mean she's not she's she's making music for like condescending high school students you know what i mean like the teenage well, it, angst she's
1: going
0: Uh
2: when
1: it it says 2021 it says the dropped your hand while dancing chapter and it's an ep and there's one two three four what is five, the date on that five six january 21st <laughs>
0: oh wow
1: two days ago that's crazy oh so three
0: yeah so she's she's definitely going for explicit. that angsty teenager college yeah. she's she, sure.
2: she's she's really you know she's it always been one of these really interesting artists in that she really shifts her brand a lot. Right. You know, she started out as a country singer, obviously then it got poppy. And then now she's entering this like alternative indie folksy yep. kind of vibe. So it's really interesting to see how her branding has shifted as she she's and super as she's versatile. Older, you got to give her that. Yeah. And I think like, as she's gotten older and more mature her writing has also gotten yeah, older and more mature so it's really, really it it's yeah. really like amazing to see the journey she's taken like I don't think there's I mean I'm sure you know I don't know about all of music history but at least for, for my lifetime and the artists I'm familiar with I, I don't know that there's quite been an artist that I've felt like I've followed that journey like where it's been like oh these songs are popular and we all sing and we know them and then it's kind of like she really like the same singer of shake it off can also have this folklore album with like songs that just do not even resemble it whatsoever so it's kind of like the fact that she's so versatile like that I think is what makes her so timeless That's so it's exactly, kind of-
1: that is exactly how I feel about Harry Styles
2: well, and Harry Styles, I've I've listened to a bit more because I think some of his recent stuff is pretty good. I agree. He's,
1: his
0: last album is really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I've never heard you say that though. Oh, well,
0: I mean, I didn't <gasps> know it was a mystery. But yeah, no, Sarah, Sarah's a massive Harry Styles I, fan. Like, can if, I just
1: say, I've been. A I fan love
0: golden. If Harry Styles were yes. in a room and I were also in that room, Sarah would ignore me. But Garrett it's okay. Asked
1: me one time. It's okay. What it's would okay, you do yeah. Harry Styles asked you out? And I said, why would you put me in that <laughs> position? Cause you like, you know, I'm going to say yes. Like I have to,
2: you have to, he was my
1: first love. I, I mean, you're my forever love. I'm just saying, yeah. but like he, I was convinced in 2011 I was listening to one direction. It is now 2021 listening to Harry Styles. I'm just saying, He's been there for ten years. And You've it's been funny, and
0: it's funny because we kind of mentor and lead a Sunday school for yeah. some high schoolers, and they are literally the exact same way. Like they are so <laughs> into him. It's it's so. Funny. I'm taking like, one
1: of our students to the Harry yeah, concert. Yeah, it's, it's it's
0: like a. Oh wow! It's like a, it's like a look back in the future. Yeah. Okay, what school. about your fourth graders? Do yeah. they like? Oh them? no no no! No, not no. the fourth graders.
1: No, that's illegal. Um, one of our student, like high school students, they're yeah. in ninth grade. Yeah.
2: Oh wait, what's illegal?
1: If I took my fourth graders to the Harry Styles. Oh, no, no.
2: I thought I was asking, like, if they're into
0: Harry Styles, like, do you hear them? They don't
1: even know who One Direction is.
0: Yeah. Oh, really?
1: I was playing One Direction. They were like, who is this And for them,
0: like, Taylor Swift playing country music probably would blow their mind, you know? They were born when
1: One Direction started. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Was formed. Okay, last question because I know Sarah's ready for bed. Um, we, we've kept you for a while, so it's we, we appreciate <laughs> it's it. it a great conversation. <laughs> okay, so you, you kind of teased it earlier, but what the last, like probably the crescendo of our high yes. school memories was experiencing Interstellar in theaters together. For the first time, and I and it came just on a whim. Like we were we would frequently go to each other's houses, but your dad was just like, "You guys want to go to a movie?" We went yeah. at like ten forty five. It was such a whim. I remember and, that night. Yeah, no, at ten forty five at night, and we went and experienced it, and we could like not sleep because we were unpacking it. Why is Interstellar one of the best movies of all time?
2: You know, I'm gonna give a really. I think I might have told you this before, but it's really the thing that that has always done it for movies with me. Even if it's a really interesting story, the thing that puts it over the top is the music Mm -hmm. 100%. So that soundtrack and Hans Zimmer of course is a legend and did the Lion King and is amazing. But he, the the way that that was orchestrated made that movie, it, it really touched my soul in a way that I don't think it would have without that soundtrack because you were watching the scenes and you were listening to the soundtrack and it just it just clicked in a way that was like it was like a a trend transcending what do i want to say
1: astral projecting <laughs> like moment yeah. i was
2: having like a an experience you know like it out wasn't of body like was, <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
2: you know i wasn't just sitting there watching a movie you know mm-hmm. i felt like i was there i really felt like i was feeling the movie like it wasn't just something i was taking in but it was like a part of me mm-hmm. and i remember just like the the way that that fits so beautifully into the story aside from just everything it was about I mean the twists the turns the like unexpected the fact that at the end I mean no spoilers for people but like at the end when the the daughter when like when um when Coop sees his daughter it's like older than him on her deathbed and I'm like that is wow like mind-blowing but it's just like crazy the way that that was conceptualized and how they I mean I have such respect, I think, for the filmmakers for pulling that off. Um, And I know that there were, I think it got like a 70% or something, like it wasn't perfect. And there were people that said it had plot holes and everything. But I think by and large, like, in terms of just the cast, A-list cast all around, like they Mm -hmm. filled that cast with like complete stars. And then the fact that like, The soundtrack was there to enhance it. The story, I mean, it's super long, but it's one of those movies that, for me, I just got so engrossed in. And I don't think I would have had the same experience if I hadn't seen it in the IMAX. Like, it has to be seen in the IMAX. Like, on the computer, it's still a good movie, but you're not going to feel like you feel when you see it in the IMAX. And I think that was what the thing that made it so... And we had gone to see it several times, or maybe a few times. And I remember one of the times the power went out do you remember that? Oh, that yeah, I freaked do. freaked me out. We were there and there was a storm and the power went out, like right at the point where he falls into the black hole and the power went out. So then the lights came on and they were like, oh, rain check, like you guys get a voucher or something. We were like, what? Oh. <laughs> and I was, it was like so disappointing. But no- like, luckily we'd already seen it by that yeah. point.
0: Nothing yeah. could ever replace those memories of, uh, my car, my first car in high school with a great stereo system, turning up the soundtrack all the way up the to G. 60, which is as much as it would go. And then turning off the headlights and driving down like a old country road. <laughs> it really felt like you were driving a spaceship. It was cool. It
2: really did. It was an no, and movie. Sarah rolls her eyes, but yeah. that is, it was it yeah. truly, you have to-
1: I I mean, feel that. That's exactly that. how I feel about the movie Us, like the soundtrack in that movie. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And like I said, I don't like to cry in movies, but there's something about certain notes or certain um, chords in songs that like bring tears to my eyes. And that movie, even though it's a horror film, made me cry because of how very it is.
2: That's so interesting. I I did see it in theaters. I don't recall the soundtrack. I'm going to have to go and like it out again. It's like
1: a mixture of well it's a lot of remixed it's, an, kind or- of, it's like, an orchestra slowed down orchestra plus like incredible r&b and rap and there's even some beach boys that they would have like slowed down yeah. and redubbed and it's just wow. oh it gives me the chills i love i we're gonna watch us tonight i'm so excited
0: sounds good oh, <gasps> adam so good. adam thank, thank you for probably the Best. Best conversation that we've had on this yeah. podcast so far. we not love to knock the trader
1: hose. Love yeah, you guys. Yeah. No,
0: okay. But, well okay. The trader hose was like
1: you're a first male guest.
0: Light, lighthearted, hearted flaky conversation. Yours was very <laughs> yours is very thoughtful. Flaky, flaky, conversation. flaky well, That's good that it wasn't. It's Easy.
1: flaky as in it had layers, right. is what he ah. means. Trader. Uh hose. if our oh, listeners, I
0: see. I, I know you don't use it very much, but if our listeners <laughs> want to find you on social media, where can they do so?
2: yeah you can find me i'm on instagram at just adam cronenberger um and then i'm on facebook adam cronenberger um, i don't have a twitter i got rid of that um yeah smart and move what else do i have i have snapchat but i don't really <laughs> been do a couple snapchat years. me <laughs> um so yeah probably instagram just adam cronenberger and there i am and you can request me i made myself private because i just feel like more secure that way i guess <laughs> but request me and i'll accept you you know if you don't seem like you're s- super creepy
1: and, you're not um, creepy
2: yeah if you're not incredibly creepy you know then like yeah sure you can like look at my photos i guess um oh and yeah i i don't really post but that's my just the vibes be- are there um, yeah. it might just be the times we're in right now i don't know but <laughs> we'll we'll see if maybe i'll have some more content here once things open up again who knows okay. I'm not the type of person that's going to be posting pictures at my work desk. So I know some people do that, but let me know what you want to see and we'll make it happen.
0: When you go to a movie, anybody who's listening to this, when you go to a movie, come back and listen to this podcast and and come back for some industry insight to see what made it happen. But Adam, thank you for your time. We love you. We thank you for uh, the best conversation that we've had. And Sarah, would you like to do the honors?
1: For the outro? Yes. Cue the Snoop Dogg. And Jordan Peele, if you're listening, Lay it on me.
0: Peace. Hope you're ready
2: for the next episode. Hey.